All right, so today uh, we continue our study on things that newer Christians or those new to faith uh, might want to know about the church and how we do things and why we do things. Last week we started talking about church leadership. You remember as we talked about church leadership, we started looking uh, in the book of Acts of the widows in the church there in Jerusalem and Judea. Later on, it's several chapters later, in Acts chapter 11, there just seems to be this off-the-hand comment about uh, elders in the church. And what's happening is, in Acts chapter 11, there's a famine that's coming, and there's a prophet named Agabus, and he, uh, through inspiration, or guided by the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 11, verse 28, it says, one of them named Agabus stood up and, and began to indicate by the Spirit that there would certainly be a great famine all over the world. And this took place during the reign of Claudius. And in the portion that any of the disciples had means, each of them determined to send a contribution to the relief of the brethren living in Judea. And then notice this in verse 30. And this they did, sending it in charge of Barnabas and Saul to the elders. And so we have this reference to elders that we've not seen before. And I suppose some might say, was well, this just uh, the, the senior men of the congregation in Judea? But remember, you had the apostles already in Jerusalem. But they make reference here to the elders of the church. And then later on, a few chapters later, in Acts chapter 14 and verse uh, 23, we have another reference uh, I believe it is, to, to the elders of the church. Uh, let's read that section. Acts chapter 14, verse 19, it says, But the Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and having won over the crowds, they, they uh, stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing him to be dead. But the disciples uh, stood around him and got up and entered the city. The next day they uh, went away with Barnabas to Derbe. And after they had preached the gospel to that city they, and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in faith and saying, uh, through many uh, tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they appointed elders for them in every church, having prayed with fasting, they commanded them uh, to the Lord in whom they had believed. And they passed through Poseidon, and came to Pamphylia. And so here in Acts 14 and verse 23, we find the second reference to elders in the church uh, here in the book of Acts. And you notice, what do you notice about Acts chapter 14 and verse 23 as it relates to elders? How many elders did they appoint? That number's not in your Bible. Uh, do we know that it's at least one? Elders, right. So we have this appointment of elders, plural. So we don't know if that's two. We don't know if that's three. We don't know if it's four or five. But what we do know is that it's at least one. And they appointed elders where? In every city or what? In every church. 
And this is important because what we see in the New Testament is we see elders appointed in the churches and with a plurality of elders. Now, at this point, we, we don't know necessarily what elders do. If we're just reading the book of Acts, at this point, we don't see the job or the role of elders. We just have, have the mention of elders. And for the first time in Acts chapter 11, and now in Acts 14, we see this mention of elders. We mentioned last week, as we move into Acts chapter 15, now we see elders in the church at, at Jerusalem. We saw that in chapter 11, just briefly, that they sent the, the funds to uh, the elders of the church in Judea, uh, to the elders of the church in Judea, uh, in, in Acts chapter 11. But as we move into Acts chapter 15, we see that there's a problem. And uh, the men that address it include both the elders and the apostles. Acts chapter 15. And we're not going to study all of Acts chapter 15 uh, in terms of understanding what the problem is and all that, but uh, just to get a, a, a grasp of what's going on. Acts chapter 15, verse 1. Somebody want to read that? Acts chapter 15, uh, verse 1, please. Uh, go ahead and read verse 2 as well, please. And when Paul and Barnabas had great dissension and debate with them, the brethren determined that Paul and Barnabas and some others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders concerning this issue. Okay, thank you. Okay, and so we have uh, some problems, and the problem is, is that there were Christians in the church at Jerusalem, predominantly Jewish, I dare say all Jewish, by ethnicity uh, and background, that left the church in Jerusalem and started going to other places in the Mediterranean world, an area that you and I would call the Middle East today. Uh, and, and they went to those places, and they started telling those folks, unless you're circumcised, unless you follow the law, you know, you can't, you're not really a, a, a true Christian, and, and causing problems. And so those other churches then, knowing that these men had come from Jerusalem, said, we need to, we need to find out what's going on here. And they send Paul and Barnabas down to Jerusalem, where the men originated from, and they meet with the elders and the apostles. Now what we see in the next several verses is that the elders and the apostles and eventually the congregation as a whole get together, but they have a discussion about, you know, where is this coming from? And then what we notice after they have their discussion and they decide what to do, which is to address the wrong, uh, then we see the elders again acting with the apostles. Look at verse 22. Then it seemed good to the apostles and to the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them to send to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas and Judas and Barsabbas uh, and Silas, leading men of the brethren. Uh, and they sent this letter by them. The apostles and the brethren who are elders to the brethren in Antioch and to Syria and Cilicia who are from the Gentiles, greetings. Since we have heard that some of our number to whom we, have, we gave no instruction have disturbed you with their words and settling your souls. And they go on to talk about uh, the fact that, you know, 
you don't have to follow the Jewish law uh, to be a Christian. Uh, there are some basic things maybe that as a Christian you ought to be aware of, like not eating uh, food sacrificed to idols or meat strangled uh, or meat that still has its, the blood of the animal in it, that sort of thing. Uh, things associated with paganism. Uh, they say that's what you need to be aware of. You don't have to follow the Jewish law. What's interesting is they make it clear in their letter, and the Holy Spirit chose to have this recorded for us, the letter went out from the apostles and the elders of the church at Jerusalem. Not because they were the mother church in charge of all the other churches. They say, we're sending you this letter because we've heard that some men have gone out from us and we didn't give them instruction to do so. Men have gone out representing us saying, this is what we're teaching, this is what you have to do, and we're telling you, we did not do this. And they don't have authority to do this. And what they're saying is wrong. The apostles and the elders sent that letter out to correct the wrong of men who went out from that church teaching. In the apostles we recognize as having authority from God and Christ over all the church in the first century because Jesus and God had given them that authority. Uh, the elders, not so much, because we do see the elders appointed in every church, as we looked at in chapter 14 and verse 23. But the elders here are working not because, I believe, that the one church had responsibility or authority over all the other churches that had spread throughout the Middle East at that time, but because people had gone out from the Jerusalem congregation teaching air, and the elders, along with the congregation of that church, notice it's all the congregation the apostles, the elders, and the whole congregation. But they sent a letter out saying, we're not teaching this. We didn't tell these men to go out and teach this. Does that make sense? You see why it's important to, to note that distinction? Okay. Now, why do you think that's important, Nancy? Absolutely. There's not a, a pyramid of, of churches. Uh, this church plants this church over here, and therefore it's responsible for that church and has authority over that church. Uh, and, but there are some religious groups that, that believe that way and are structured that way, and they have local churches that answer to regional or state or county associations or councils that then you know, answer all up, all up, all the way until you have a world headquarters. And you simply don't see that in the New Testament. As we work through the book of Acts, what you do see is you see Paul as a missionary traveling from city to city, planting churches in cities to cities, in city to city. We see Paul sending letters to those specific churches, dealing with specific problems in those churches. Uh, but we don't see one church exerting authority over other churches. Someone says, well, yeah, but what about here in Acts 15? Acts 15 is the only place where you see any of that influence. But it's not because the Jerusalem church had authority over those other churches. It's because the heir had gone out from that church. Again, look at what they say. 
Verse 23, And they sent this letter by them, the apostles and brethren who are in, uh, and elders to the brethren in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, who are from the Gentiles' greetings. Since we have heard that some of our number, some who are members of our church, to whom we gave no instruction, have disturbed you with their words and settling your souls, it seemed good to us, having become of one mind, to select men to send to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives to the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore we have sent Judas, Silas, who themselves will also report the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these essentials. Okay? And, and so they sent this letter saying, this is why we're sending this letter. Because men have gone out from us claiming these things, teaching these things. We gave them no authority to do this. And they're correcting that problem. Yes. Uh, you kind of get the impression they just kind of went on the, went out on their own. Because I, I never looked at it like that. I just thought they were teaching error, and, and not that they didn't have the, you know, have, you know, the authority, or the more or less authority to go out and and uh, seek uh, the lost. Yeah, yeah. No, when you go back to chapter fifteen, verse one, it just says some men came down from Judea and began teaching the brethren, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you can't be saved. So they specifically went out, and you can kind of, you know, when you have the totality of, of Acts in your mind, you think about what's going on just a few chapters before, you know, Peter baptizes Cornelius and his family, and they become the first Gentile Christians, uh, and as the church.